On this episode of the podcast, who is Micah Barnes? Like, really, who am I? I mean, I know it's me, but sometimes I have to, I have to ask myself the same question. Like, really, who am I? What am I doing in this earth? I'm not just a guy with a podcast. I'm not just a guy with a book. I'm not just a guy who works with the work works with teens at a local YMCA, but there's more to me. And honestly, wherever you are in the world, I need your help. Because I got some really disturbing news yesterday, and I really need your help. Like, this is a community effort that we have to tackle. Um, but first, before I get into that, check this out. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the new After the Bell Rings podcast. I am your host, Micah Barnes. Listen, as you heard in the intro, I really need your help. If you're listening to this podcast, I need your help. If you're part of my audience, I need your help. Um, And I really need you to reach out to others, to other like-minded individuals. Because I got some really disturbing news yesterday while I was visiting in elementary school. I have one of my partners works, he's a teacher at a at a few local elementary schools um and i want to and he gave me some really disturbing news that's just about the state of my community and whether you're in jacksonville florida or if you're in other parts of the country these statistics probably do not vary that much um but before i issue a call to action before i really ask for your help in a specific manner I want to I want to let you know who I am, where I come from and why I really do what I do. So in 2017, yeah, in 2017, I think I I recorded this video that I'm about to let you hear. I recorded this video on YouTube um, just really telling people why I do what I do, why I started really in this movement for making sure that our Young people are positive, productive, and empowered youth. Um, So check out this YouTube video. Hey, to all my Facebook fans, I got two things for you. First of all, I wanted to give a sincere, sincere thanks for all of you guys who decided to like my page to support the Who Stole My Future movement. Uh, To me, it lets me know that you support the things that I'm doing. You support that. You support the words that I put on paper to impact young people because it really is, there really is passion behind the book. There's passion in these pages. There's passion in the pen. There's there's passion in my ink. Um, So there are really some positive things that I'm really trying to do with this book impacting the lives of young people. Secondly, I wanted to let all of you know why I decided to wrote the book, because it is important. There is a story behind it. I'm in Jacksonville right now. I'm currently on the west side. And the story starts in 2013. For those of you who don't know, I'm a video editor at a local news station. And I think there's a sign because the sun just came out. I'm a video editor at a local news station, which means basically that 
I take the video of that photographer shoot out in the field and I match it with the video that the, the script that the anchors or the reporters will say on air to ensure that what they say matches what you see and it all tells a story cohesively um, there was one particular week in the summer of 2013 in Jacksonville where it was just murder after murder after murder shooting after shooting after shooting after shooting and you may think that's an exaggeration but there really was just that many um, in a span of a week or a couple weeks and as we have photographers go out in the field and shoot these videos they were taking pictures of crime scene t- crime scene tape they were talking to local they were talking to mothers they were talking to families whose world their communities their existence their families were just being torn apart from one bullet from one senseless act of violence just one pull of the trigger and it had just completely destroyed them. It turned the world completely apart. Um, they took pictures or they did interviews with crying mothers, um, distraught families, crying brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles. And as I looked at that day in, day out, morning in, morning out, night in, night out, I realized that those crying mothers, those those crying mothers could be my mom. Those kids that they interviewed, they could be my little brother, my little sister, my little cousin. Those neighbors that they interviewed could be my neighbors. And they're in communities that I could relate to because I grew up in communities like that where there was no end it seemed like um, no end to violence but for me it had just gotten to be completely too much Um, I was sick of it the newsroom was sick of it the city was sick of it and it seemed like there was no end and I didn't see anybody doing anything to my personal satisfaction they might have been but I wasn't satisfied with what they did and I didn't see any change being brought but it seemed like nobody was doing anything about the violence. Nobody was reaching out to young people. Nobody was, it seemed like nobody was doing anything. And I had a conversation. As a matter of fact, I was on my way out of the newsroom and there was a photographer who was coming in and he had just finished doing an interview with a local, um, with a mom who just lost her son to gun violence. He was just shot dead in the street. Um, Slogo was his name. And Slogo, if you're listening to this, and I I will never forget this conversation I had with you. Um, because of you, because of this conversation, it kind of set my mind on a different path in life. So, thank you. Um, but I had a conversation with Slogo, and he was visibly exhausted. And he looked at me and said, Micah, somebody's got to do something. 
caused and the thought process that went through my mind just completely turned my world on its head. I thought, well, I'm somebody, you're somebody, everybody in this newsroom is somebody, everybody in this community is somebody, everybody in this city is somebody. There's something that everybody can do to stop the violence, to end this, just the mindset of suffering that was so prevalent in, in the community at that time. And like I said, I didn't see anybody doing anything to my satisfaction. So I decided to create a movement. And this book, Who Stole My Future, is just one step in that movement. And with the goal of creating positive, productive, and empowered young people in our community. Like I said, I got, I got sick of it. And I decided to, to write a book. This, the book is actually one of a few steps uh, in my quest to create a better community, not just on the west side of Jacksonville, not just in Jacksonville in general, but in those communities throughout the country uh, that really need it. Um, whether you're in the Midwest, where I'm from, if you're in Gary, if you're in Chicago, if you're in St. Louis, if you're in New York, if you're on the west coast, if you're in in Texas, you're in California, no matter where you're from, there is something in this book that I guarantee you will change your lives. And I'm not saying that just because it's my book, but there are things that I've learned that everybody can apply. And it has nothing to do with what region of, it has nothing to do with what country you're in. It really has nothing to do what continent you're in. There are skills and practical applications and motivations that everybody in the world can use are in the pages of Who Stole My Future. So thank you guys for liking the page. This really is a movement as are the first to get on the bandwagon. So thank you so, so much. Um, there's a lot of work to do. Stay tuned to my Facebook page. There's a WordPress blog that I have that I'm setting up right now and there's really power in the pages there's power in my pen there's passion in everything that I'm trying to do um, again thank you guys so so much the sun is coming out right now so that lets me know that there is this is a positive movement that there is something that's going to change some lives it, it's already changed mine and I hope it changes yours and if you buy the book or if you read any articles that I will post, any videos that I'll post, pass them on. They're guaranteed to change lives. Um, like I said, this is just one step in the movement. Guys, stay tuned. There's, there's work to be done. There's, there's power. There's power in the pages. There's power in the pen. Um, stay tuned to the movement. Definitely. So I recorded that video back in, I uh, believe it was, yeah, I recorded that video back in 2016. Shortly thereafter, I quit my job at that news station to really be active in the community uh, and to be a movement and a figure in making sure that our teens and our young people are positive, productive, and empowered 
members of society. So I quit and I was unemployed for an entire year. And during that, during that year, I spoke at schools, uh, did a couple of speaking engagements, met a lot of good people in the community uh, to really get them on board with me. Um, and like on, on my own personally, I'm, I'm hustling. I'm trying to come up with $3,000 a month to support myself and be a force in the community in supporting youth. Um, that, that year and the way I, I hustled and like honestly struggled is like really plays a role in what, how I approach um, and what I tell young people. So keep, keep that in mind as I, as I kind of take you along this journey, but, um, I'm active in the community to get hired, to really lead a, a movement, uh, really lead a, a team program at this particular location. Uh, and I was hired there in, I believe either October or November of 2017. So between then, um, planning events for, for teens, um, really, like getting to know them and really getting to know what they what they like, what they gravitate towards. Um, and really, again, to keep them positive, productive and empowered. So I I'm, I'm still still speaking. As a matter of fact, I have a I told you I had a partner who works at two elementary schools. And just yesterday, just yesterday, I'm recording this on April 3rd of 2019. So Literally just yesterday on the second, I went into his classroom. He's a media specialist. So I went into his um, into his library, into his classroom. And what he showed me was truly disturbing. Truly disturbing. And I hope to God this is an anomaly. I don't think it is, but I hope to God that it is not an anomaly or that is that it is an anomaly that this is just one case out of the entire country and when we were talking he was like man and he he showed me the the statistics he showed me the figures he showed me the graphs and he was like bro this almost made me cry like for real as a grown man this almost made me cry what he told me oh, the graph that he showed me Stated that in this county, in this county in Duval County in Florida, African American males make up 44% of the student body of the entire school district. African American males make up 44% of the entire school district. When you look at the literacy rates, of how many of those students are reading on par, on grade level, it was 22%. 22% of that 44% is how our community is represented. Now check this out. Hey Cortana. What is 22% of 44%? 22% of 44% is approximately 0 
So 0 0.1. 0 0.1. That is 10%. 10% are reading at grade level. Only 10% of African-American males in this county are reading at grade level. Now that's public school. It doesn't count private. But in the public school system, 10% of African-American males are reading at grade level. And when he said, bro, this, this almost made me cry. Like it makes, it makes me tear up. 10%. Like I said, I hope to God this is an anomaly. I hope to God that this is just this county and this isn't indicative of national literacy rates. I'm going to check it out. But I encourage you guys, whether you're in Jacksonville, Florida, whether you're in New Jersey, whether you're in New York or some of the other places where I know uh, that I've connected with you guys, please check the literacy rates in your area because there is something that we as a community, I won't just say a black community because this is not just a black problem. This is a national problem. This is a national problem. Because in our communities, if we don't have literate kids, then, of course, our schools are going to continue to suffer. Our The business community is going to continue to suffer, which means that our survival is threatened. Our survival as a community is at risk. And when people say at risk or at chance or at opportunity or whatever fact is in this county please check your own but in this county 10 percent and when i when i interviewed when i interviewed my partner like i said he's he's a teacher at two elementary schools i told him that i told him the school for me because when i was now, I went to private school pretty much all my life except for college. When when I was a kid, my grandmother would pick me up from, she would pick me up from school and like, I promise you, every single day almost, she would take me to McDonald's or she would take me to Burger King. Now, granted, that wasn't the healthiest move. Like, I'm still a pretty in shape dude now and I've, but when I went to McDonald's, when I went to Burger King, Burger King especially, there was a guy behind the counter. He was an older gentleman. And when I would order, he would ask me, he would ask me what I wanted, but then ask me how much would all of that cost? He would ask me how much my food would cost. If I wanted a cheeseburger, fries, and a drink. If I wanted a a whopper or whatever. If I wanted a number three, I don't even know what a number three is, but if I wanted a number three or whatever number they had available, he would ask me how much it would cost. Not counting tax, but he would ask me how much it would cost. 
And I think he asked me that enough times where even before I got to order, even while I was still weaving in and out of those, weaving in and out of the line, I would do mental math like, okay, I know he's going to ask me how much this is going to cost. So let me do the math in my head now. Bam, bam, bam. I want a, I want a cheeseburger, uh, fries, I want a drink. Uh, it's gonna cost uh, three seventeen, as an example. It's gonna cost three seventeen. And I would order something like I would kind of challenge myself, and I would order something different every time, so that I wouldn't get used to. Okay, this is gonna be three seventeen. Bam! This is gonna be three seventeen. This is gonna be three seventeen. So I would order different things just to kind of challenge my brain and do this mental math and that's why like for me that was that burger tasted so much better to me it tasted so much better to me because i knew the work that i had to put in in order to do it and i got good at it but i knew the work i had to put in to make that happen to order So I'm wondering if, and this is this is the idea that I have, and I need you guys' help. Give me your input, whatever. Um, follow me on, uh, follow me on Instagram, Micah underscore DB, M-I-C-A-H underscore DB. Um, but I also want you guys to check out my Facebook page. Give me just a second. I'm gonna pull it up. Uh, I have a I have a group on Facebook called. I should remember the group's name, but I don't. It is called Building the Future. Uh, And Building the Future is in quotations. So it's quotation, Building the Future, quotation, Youth Mentoring Network. All right. So quotation, Building the Future, quotation, Youth Mentoring Network. I want you guys to go to Facebook if you have one. Um... Join this group. Please join this group because this is where I have, I'm going to share with you guys all of like this idea that I have. Like I want to in every community, definitely starting in mine, if you're in New Jersey or New York or whatever, um, give me your thoughts on this because I want to try that in those locations too. Uh, but let me know what the, the literacy rates are if this idea is even necessary. But what I want to do is really implement what that gentleman and my grandmother did for me in every restaurant. And I want to start with restaurants because I right now I just can't fathom how to do it in any other establishment. This kids like food. Bam. So it's an easy way. But I want to partner with local restaurants, whether they're mom and pop shops or um, or talk to the, the owners at your local McDonald's or talk to the owners at your local Burger King or talk to the owners at your local Taco Bell or Chick-fil-A, which is what they have here in Florida, um, whatever. Talk to them and see if we can encourage kids to do that mental math or to work on literacy, work on their reading when they come into the store to... Um, to buy whatever. And if they get it right, then maybe they get an extra 
um, an extra thing of fries or maybe they get an extra burger or maybe they get an extra pie or maybe they get uh, an extra extra drink or whatever. Just something that stimulates immediate gratification like, bam, I'm I'm doing this mental math. I'm going to I'm going to solve uh, I'm going to order X, Y and Z, X plus Y plus Z equals whatever. And now we're talking about algebra. So X plus Y plus Z equals how the the amount that my food is going to cost. Bam. Ooh, I got it right. Man, not only do I get that meal, but I also get like some extra fries on the side. I get an extra pie on the side. I get an extra uh, drink on the side or whatever, an extra coupon, something, something that stimulates immediate gratification that they can first work on their math skills, work on their literacy skills, work on their reading and get something in return for that. So I'm, my hope is that that will help them in school. Cause like I said, this is not just a school problem. This is a community problem. This is not just a black problem. This is a human problem. This is a U.S. problem right now. Because in my community, it's 10%. And when I look into these kids' eyes and see that only if 10 kids walk past me, if I go to visit a school, 10 kids walk past me, one of them can read at their grade level? Just one of them can read at grade level. And that's my reminder to get out the door and really head to uh to my own my own program but and that's another reminder. But 10% 10% of kids read at grade level you guys that's a problem um so again you can follow me on instagram micah underscore db m-i-c-a-h underscore db um and i really want you guys to join my youth mentoring network called building the future uh so and that group that network is on facebook so if you're on facebook go to Building the Future Youth Mentoring Network and make sure that Building the Future is in quotations. All right. So Building the Future Youth Mentoring Network, make sure Building the Future is in quotations. Um, and I really want to connect with you guys on some ideas on how to really tackle this literacy problem. Right. So you guys think about that. Join the network. Follow me on Instagram. Um and I will see you next week.